Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod. This is episode number 155, Friday, January 12th, 2024, and thank you for making the Doggy Juice Pod a part of your week. The snow is coming down hard here in Chicago as I'm recording this on Friday morning, so to all my fellow Chicagoans and Midwesterners and and really anyone else impacted by the weather this weekend in the colder states. I hope all you stay safe and warm this weekend. Hopefully you'll be huddled up watching some NFL playoffs and some college hoops. And speaking of colder states, welcome Vermont to legal U.S. sports betting. The Green Mountain State became the 37th U.S. state, not including D.C., to offer legal regulated sports betting on Thursday, uh, January 11th. That's yesterday as I'm recording this. It was a pretty long and complicated process to get there. And we only have three sports books, but the people in the great, beautiful state of Vermont are now able to legally bet on sports, even if it's only at three books. So welcome to the party, Vermont. The official Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week finished 11-6 on the regular season after last week's cash with the Jets and Bengals. Hope you all followed along with that. And a special shout-out to one of our listeners, John W., who reached out to me on Sunday night following the conclusion of the final game of the regular season. And he said... Doggy Juice NFL Teaser of the Week finishes 11-6, 18.6 return on your money at minus 120 if you followed them blindly like I did all year, rivals the return of the S&P 500. Really appreciate that, John. Thanks for sending that. It was a really good year, and I have good news. I have another one for all of you today for the NFL wildcard round. I'll quickly run through each NFL wildcard round game and offer my thoughts on, on the pod uh, this weekend as well. Because crazily enough, I, I do have a few positions on a few NFL sides this week, way more than, uh, a lot more than I'd expect to have on an NFL playoff round weekend. Usually, I mean, these are the sharpest lines of the year heading into the Super Bowl, and they're ironed out. But I uh, I do have a few sides in play this weekend, so we'll cover that. Let's, uh, let's get going. Before I get to the NFL, a special shout-out to the Michigan Wolverines on winning the college football playoff national championship. Hope all you listeners out there were able to get down on that Michigan money line and cash your tickets. And it was an interesting market heading into the game. You actually saw some Michigan money come in a day or two before, and that line ticked up to five, five and a half. And, and I was telling everyone on the pod you know, to fire on the money line at anything under uh, two to one, minus 200 or better. But uh, we did see that line tick up, and it, it, we didn't see as much of that money line, favorite money line phenomenon that I, um, that I talked about. I mean, it was present. You saw it. You know, if, you, if you saw some books hanging five and a half and even some touch six, when you do the spread money line converter, the money line was still showing value at some, at some spots you know, relative to the spread. So you were able to find a cheaper money line. And Michigan, of course, ended up taking care of business, but uh, it didn't crash lower like we've seen it in other previous years. Just goes to show, you know, nothing's set in stone in this uh, in this racket at all. You always have to be willing to adapt and adjust uh, accordingly. But hopefully you're able to get down a little bit on that Michigan money line at, at the better prices, but obviously you cash regardless of, of whatever price you paid. In college hoops, your Ken Palm top 10 as of today, Friday, January 12th, Houston, Arizona, Purdue, Auburn, Yukon, Tennessee, Duke, Alabama, North Carolina, and Illinois. And on futures boards, Purdue is your consensus short shot to cut down the nets at around eight or eight to one or nine to one. But futures odds, as I always say, they vary wildly, pretty wildly from book to book. So absolutely shop around for the best price, as always. Houston, Arizona, and Yukon are next after Purdue on uh, you know consensus 
odds, futures odds, and college hoops, and the order really varies, but those are all around, all around 10, 11, 12, 13 to 1, uh, depending on where you shop. And it really does vary from there. There's a whole bunch of teams in that 15 to 1 to 30 to 1 range that have a have the talent to win it all, legitimate shot to win it all in, in early April, like Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, Auburn, Marquette, Alabama, Creighton. There's a lot of really good teams out there, and, uh, and, and futures numbers really do vary a lot from book to book, so you got to shop around. So Take take Kansas, for example. They're 15-1. to 1, uh, As I'm recording this, they're 15-1 to 1 on DraftKings and 25-1 to 1 on FanDuel, the two most popular books. So always shop around, people. Your future bankroll depends on it. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen. And before I dive into the actual games, you know, game by game, the NFL this week and themselves, I want to quickly discuss the money line rollover uh, strategy when it comes to futures. Because I was just talking about college hoops futures, and it bears in mind, just repeating, that often the hold, the book hold percentage on, on futures markets is a lot higher than a lot of people even realize. And kudos to to some sports books like, like Circus, the only one I really know that, that does it like this, but they actually post their theoretical hold on their futures markets, which is, is really awesome. But you can see how little they are compared to other books when you really crunch the numbers. So kudos to Circa for keeping things a little more tight. But with that in mind, futures boards, I'm not I'm not saying futures boards don't provide value. They, they absolutely do. Anyone that tells you otherwise is, is full of shit. But it's just harder to come by normally in futures markets. And I've talked about this concept on Moneyline Rollover versus futures a lot of times in the past, but it bears repeating right now because at this time of year, a lot of guys want to put a future bet you know, heading into the NFL playoffs and even in March Madness, you know, to uh, to cut down the nets. But I'll use the example in the NFL playoffs here. You know, you want to bet a team to win it all and bet their futures price, but almost always you are better off just doing a money line rollover. And, you know, you got to be careful laying points. You know, if you're you know, taking points is one thing, but if you're laying points, of course, you open yourself up to that middle uh, instead of you know betting the future and you bet a team like let's take Kansas City for example obviously if you're betting them uh, to win the Super Bowl if you want to do a money line rollover make sure you bet the money line and not the spread because they cannot cover the spread and still advance you know what I'm saying but a money line rollover is it's frictionless and it, it's you almost always end up with more money at the end than you would have just taken the future bet there's of course exceptions if you end up playing you know an underdog or a team that wasn't expected to get there and um, with the team, your team of choice. So there are exceptions, but it just gives you more maneuverability as well. It also doesn't force you just to play those lines at any given book. You can always search for the best money line price in the market before each round, and it allows you to get out clean. You know, if the, your team makes it to the Super Bowl, you could keep your money and or just put a portion of it instead of you know you need them to win the Super Bowl to to cash that ticket eventually. So it's just something to keep in mind here. You know, instead instead of just taking a team to win it all at the end, it sounds easy, but you're likely better off just betting them this week to win and then rolling over uh, the money next week and continuing to do so. And you'll be pretty amazed at how much more money you make uh, a lot of the time in, in those scenarios. And I'm really hopeful, and I, I do think that the way we're moving as an industry, there's we're seeing the secondary market hopefully take off soon with products like WagerWire, a company that I work with, that allows you to more freely and easily uh, sell out of these bets and, and capture your value instead of needing to cash the ticket, for the ticket to get all the way home for you to cash your money uh, and to, to get paid. I think that's going to be a thing of the past in the next few years, and I really hope so, because at a high level, the way we're moving as an industry, you, you need a faster-flowing market. And it shouldn't you shouldn't have to only have the option to cash out your pregame or even your in-game wagers, getting penny on the dollar, which is what sportsbooks, of course, offer you to do right now, just take the cash-out offer. Instead, betters 
I really do think they should be able to more easily trade in and out of positions with as little friction as possible if they want to. It allows them to assemble a larger portfolio of bets if they want to. Uh, and from the sportsbook perspective, uh, even change their rooting interest during the game if they want uh, or during the course of the season. There's more liquidity this way. There's tighter prices. It's easier to get in and out of trades, less latency issues. It's just the way I want to see us move forward as an industry, and I really do think we're, we're getting there. I know I'm working hard to, to help us get there as well, and that's why I'm really excited to be working with a few startup companies in the space looking to solve these very problems. If you can't tell, it's something I'm very passionate about. So uh, just something to keep in mind But as, as we evolve it as, as an industry, but keep an open mind and really look at that money line rollover. So the NFL playoffs, of course, begin this weekend with the super wild card round. We have a six-game slate, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Looks really nice. And I'm going to go game by game now. Let's start with the Browns laying two points at Houston to kick things off. The total's 44.5. We saw money come in on the Texans on Thursday. Um, I know a couple guys that have a lot of larger following on social media. Uh, one guy, Joey Toons, released them at 2.5. This line did tick three earlier in the week. I know I, I hate say I do have plus three in pocket on the Texans. Hate giving out stuff that's no longer in the market at all, and I, I don't think that's going to return there at all. Um, on my side, I do have Browns future at forty-five to one at the start of the year, which I know you don't care about, but that was part of my thinking with locking in that plus three. But I did think the line was a little bit inflated. I do have the Browns uh, as as just a slight favorite, but it, it looks uh, there's enough value to get into play. I think it's coming down to where it should be, probably. Browns one, one and a half is right around that range is where I make it. So was happy to scoop up the three when it was there. I do lean under in this one at that 44 and a half number. And the Texans are really a, a pretty decent teaser leg option this week uh, as well. Moving on to the next game, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Kansas City laying four and a half. Totals at 43 and a half. Crazy outlier weather in this game. The National Weather Advisory with the extreme cold temperatures. Everyone and their uncle knows this. And they know the Dolphins' trend. I think it's like 0-8 straight up in their last eight games and whatever cold weather, whatever arbitrary endpoint you want to come up with on the cold weather. The question, of course, is if the market isn't factoring this in enough, if it's fully factoring it in just right, or if it's factoring it in too much. And when you look at you know their closing line in London, these teams are a lot closer. The Dolphins are so banged up now. Of course, on defense, everyone knows that. We have the huge rest edge for the Chiefs on this one, of course, resting their starters last week, the Dolphins on on a shorter week. I did agree with the line move, but at four and a half, it's it's just too rich for me, probably around where the line should be. Um, I'd look to live bet it now, if anything. I still lean Kansas City, I think, at that price, but it's just it's all factored in, I think, at this point. I, I still lean under the total, too, even though it's come down from its zenith at, uh, at 45 and a half earlier in the week. And even then, the total is definitely factoring in this weather uh, that we're going to have in Kansas City on on Saturday night. Moving on to the Sunday games, the Bills laying 10 points against the Steelers. The total is now 35 as I'm recording this. That one, that total keeps crashing down due to the weather as well. That's down from a 41 and a half opener at Circa. Don't have much on this. I mean, obviously, I think it's a bit of a, I don't want to say a letdown spot because you can't see a letdown spot for the playoffs, but the Bills were able to, you know, exhale in a big way uh, after Sunday night's game and got exactly what they were looking for, that number two seed in the playoffs and home field uh, unless they run into Baltimore and you know Steelers of course are the Steelers but you're not getting any bargain laying the points of the Bills in this weather as well so I uh, 
I, I'm probably just going to stay away from this one. I was able to get in on a, a seven-point teaser with a, with a betting partner of mine. So that's how I'm involved. I, seven-point teaser down from nine and a half. You can't even do it most shops anymore. But that's that's what I do probably and essentially just ask the Bills to, to keep you know win the game outright essentially. But, yeah, if anything, probably if I was forced, you know, gun to head, I would probably take the 10 with, with the Steelers just because uh, this total's crashed a bit. And it's, it's gonna, points are going to be hard to come by in this one too. And, and uh, you, you know, the Steelers, you know, it's – that's all they got for this one. The Bills are, might even be looking ahead to next week. Who knows? Uh, the next one, Cowboys laying seven against the Packers. Totals 50 and a half. I have a strong lean to the Cowboys here. I did not agree with that line move from seven and a half down to seven on Thursday. Uh, did open at seven, and it, uh, but yeah, we saw it tick up to seven and a half. Down to seven consensus now as I'm recording this. At six and a half, I'm firing on this one with a, with a full position and I might even get involved for a little bit at, at minus seven but uh that Packers defense is vulnerable call me square but the Cowboys are just absolutely terrific at home they have been this year and uh you know you have your little angle with McCarthy as well playing his old team I love the Cowboys teaser lag even though it's down to seven now I've already got involved uh, and a strong lean on the Cowboys team total team total over as well the Lions and the Rams. This is going to be a really fun one on Sunday night. The Lions are laying three points. Um, totals 51.5. I bet the Lions minus three here at minus 110. Pure numbers play for me. I make the Lions a tick over two points better on a neutral uh, and giving them one and a half to two points for home field here. I mean, it's going to be a, a crazy crowd, but even so, you know, it's, I always say the crowd is only a part of the home field advantage. There's everything else that goes into it, and a lot of people don't get that right, too. But we will see a crazy, crazy crowd in Detroit. The Rams will be able to move the ball, and I, you know, if anything, I'm leaning over in this game, although it looks about right. If it was 51, I, I might get into play. I make it just a – it's close. It's just not – it's not playable at this number, but definitely lean that way. Uh, excellent revenge spot for Matty Stafford, of course. Some great narratives in this one, but I did lay the points with the Lions here. I, I think it's uh, it's a good spot to, to lay the three. Nothing crazy, just because it's the playoffs. But uh, you know, if anything less, if anything less than a full unit, but um, putting a little faith in the the efficiency of the market. But Lions minus three, and then finally the Monday night game. The Eagles are laying three points at Tampa Bay. Total forty three and a half. I bet the Buccaneers plus three here, minus 110. The Bucs are about an NFL average team on my numbers, but the Eagles aren't much better. I've downgraded them quite a bit the past few weeks. I've, you know, not alone there, the market itself has. And again, it's just a pure power rating spot for me. I don't even make the Eagles too big of a favorite on, on a neutral. So even saying the Eagles are one and a half points better on a neutral, when you factor in about a point, point and a half, at least for home field advantage for the home team, Bucks of this game, it, it gets you to a pick them. So it's really... Uh, it's a lot to. It's a long way to get to the Eagles minus three here. It's definitely, most definitely, Bucks or pass, and I'm sure I'll be eating my words here because I did buck, bet the Bucks in uh, in their matchup earlier this year. I think it was like what was it like week four or something like that they played. I haven't looked it up, but I know I know I had the Bucks against the Eagles at home in that one and lost. So I could eat my words here, but it's just uh, catching a full field goal here when I make the game closer to a pick em. It's just your know, standard spot where you have a, a unit play, so it may well lose, but. The Bucks are the side here at plus three. And that brings us to our official Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week. Like I said at the top, we finished the regular season with an 11-6 and six record. And for all those unaware or any new listeners out there, Advantage NFL teaser is also known as the Stanford Wong teaser. A lot of people are aware of this now. But if you take two teams and tease them 
uh, through on a two-team six-point NFL teaser through the key numbers of three and seven on both legs, not two three um, and not two seven, but through those key numbers then you can find yourself a nice math edge as long as you're not laying more than minus 120. And a lot of books are protecting against this, of course. I've been over it a bunch of times now. They offer dynamic pricing, some of them, and charge you more for teasing through those key numbers, or they're just going to charge you, like Circa charges minus 130. Um, and even in anywhere in Vegas, any retail shop, minus 125 is as low as you're going to see, and that's at Caesars. So everyone's protecting against it. DraftKings still offers it at minus 120 in terms of legal regulated books. Shops in faraway places, some of them still offer minus 110, so cherish that if you have it. But two teams, six points, through the key numbers of three and seven, lay in minus 120 or better. We have two options that fit the mold this week, and I'm firing. I already have fired on it. To be honest, I thought we'd have the Bucks too as a teaser leg, but uh, you can obviously get them at plus three flat, which I just talked about earlier. And honestly, there's probably worse things you could do this weekend than including the Bucks up to plus nine on a teaser leg. There's definitely worse bets you can make than that, but... Our special Doggy Juice Pod NFL Playoffs teaser of the week this weekend is going to be the Texans from plus two up to plus eight at home against the Browns, paired with the Cowboys from minus seven down to minus one at home against the Packers. I know we're not; it's not a typical thing. It's probably more often than not you're better off laying the seven than teasing with the Cowboys and teasing them down. But uh, I, I really think this one's going to close north of seven. Some of the sharper books are like pennies at seven with added juice on the favorite here. I can't see this one going below seven. I, I think it closes north of seven. And I love teasing teams down from seven to one when they close higher than uh, minus seven. So um, it's a bit of an exception here, but I'm fine to do it with the Cowboys. Essentially just ask them to win that game outright. In the first leg, yes, we're trusting the rookie quarterback in Houston and going against all those rookie trends in the playoffs. It is a little bit of a worry against that that awesome, that incredible Browns defense that's so well-rested. But uh, just got to keep it to one score in that game, Houston, to cash that leg. And Flacco, honestly, I, I think he can get burned as a gunslinger. He's been playing with fire this whole time since his, his uh, storied comeback, we'll say. Uh, but there's enough here for me to include the Texans on the teaser leg. And I make the Browns an ever-so-slight favorite, like I said, in this game. But when it you know, when it got to three, I was it was definitely too steep, and uh, I'm fine to tease them as well. The Cowboys game, I just love in general. That's a teaser leg that you know it's it's just a really good one. <laughs> we're we're just essentially asking the Cowboys to win the game at home against the Packers. So your official Doggy Juice Pod NFL Wild Card Round teaser of the week is the Texans from plus two to plus eight paired with the Cowboys from minus seven down to minus one. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. As always, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. As I always say, if you enjoyed listening to this, just please take five, ten seconds to rate the Doggy Juice Pod on Apple. Leave a review if you feel so inclined. But even better yet, share it with a friend who you think might be interested in listening and learning the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization or just how to become a sharper sports better during these very exciting times in the industry. I always appreciate anything that all of you do to spread the word about the podcast. It's very appreciated. To all my Chicago listeners out here, I I do have thoughts on what I think our hometown Bears should do with their enviable position right now with the number one pick again, but I'm going to save that one for for the pod for the next, one of these next few weeks, but uh, because I do have thoughts on that and uh, just a little little hint, it does not involve keeping Justin Fields this year, even though he's uh, a really good guy by all accounts, but I will get to that in the in a future episode. All right, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Good luck on your action this weekend, and I will talk to you all again next week. Doggy Juice out.